0: Hi and welcome back to India on 99.94, the home of Cricket Audio. I'm Nikesh Rugani, uh, the host for uh, this particular podcast on our 99.94 network, uh, commentator based in the UK, my co-host Sara Waris uh, of Wisden in India. Uh, will be here several times a week, of course, uh, as always. And do check out the 99.94 app for lots more from our network. As well. Uh, Sarah, not long since we last spoke, we were talking about the woes of the Indian women's team who are in action tonight as we record this podcast against England in the second T20 International. Uh, We're going to stick to the T20 theme as well. Uh, How how was your evening last night as well? Because the the Indian squad got announced not quite as late as you were expecting, uh, before dinner time, in fact. So uh, your, your dinner plans weren't affected, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, I logged in, uh, logged out at my normal time. Cheers to BCCI for that. For once, so yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, send them a thank you card uh, on your behalf. Um, so, look, the squad has been announced. There were lots of rumours, weren't there? We've talked about this a lot on this podcast about you know various combinations that they could go into the T Twenty World Cup with. Even before the Asia Cup, we were talking about this particular tournament and, and looking at various players who might make it in uh, combinations i'll probably go with with the batting the bowling and the all-rounder slots the absence of jadeja of course uh, through injury and all in all it's i wouldn't say underwhelming it's you know there's lots of good players on show there but it's it's predictable yeah. isn't it They've they've gone down the tried and tested route and there's no real surprises in there are there
1: Yeah, probably the only uh, debate in terms of selection was Bishnoi and Ashwin. Um, I think they went ahead with Ashwin. Uh, Probably many people would have wanted Bishnoi in the side. Uh, But Ashwin, uh, I'm not really um, against that. He's been brilliant since the T20 World Cup last year. Uh, The thing that really... uh, uh, was was surprised was the standbys. Like, you know, Shami makes a comeback. Uh, he's in the standbys. He's also in the squad for uh, Australia and South Africa. Uh, Shreya Sayer is also there in the standbys. So, you know, I think uh, in case of injury, I hope that doesn't happen. But in case of injury, Shreya Sayer will come in. In Australia, he's not had a lot of match practice. So, I think these two are the more, uh, you know, surprise selections, though they are in the standbys, but they yeah, are predictable 15 and, uh, yeah.
0: So let, let's go through the the squad as it stands then. So Roy Sharma, captain, of course. Kale Rahul, vice-captain, yeah. which, you know, they they, they weren't going to change that at the last minute, were they? He, he has been the vice-captain. He will continue to be the vice-captain. Virat Kohli, Surikumar Yadav, Deepak Huda, Rishabh Pant, that's an interesting one. Dinesh Karthik as the backup keeper slash finisher. Hardik Bandia, Ashwin, Yuzi Chahel, Akshar Patel. Bumrah is back, of course, following his injury. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, Harshal Patel back from injury as well. And Arshdeep Singh yep. uh, as your other death bowling option in there as well. And the standby players, you mentioned Shreyas Iyer, Mohammed Shami, Ravi Bishnoi, and Deepak Chahar as well. The batting, Let, let's talk batting first. So Iyer, the only batter on that reserve list. Were there any others that maybe were, were unlucky, in your opinion, to miss out entirely?
1: I think Sanjay Samson just had to be there. But uh, realistic, realistically speaking, he wasn't going to be picked. Uh, selectors haven't really... Favoured him. I have no idea why. I think Sanjay Samson, you know, he's good against pace. He would... Rohit Sharma recently also said that, you know, Sanjay Samson would be the X-factor in Australia and they are looking at him uh, for the T20 World Cup. He said this a few months ago. Uh, That's not to be very unfortunate for him. And uh, yeah, it's...
0: Well, look, he's he's averaging this year in, in T20 internationals yeah. 44. He's striking in the 140s as well. Yeah. When you compare that with, say, Rishabh Bunt's entire T20 international career of 51 matches and a strike rate of 123, and just never really looks like the mm-hmm. T20 player that we all expected him to be. 51 matches, it's it's a pretty decent sample size, that as well. Yeah, it, it is harsh to leave somebody like a Samson out. And obviously the rejuvenation and you know the, the comeback of Dinesh Karthik in recent times has sort of put a further nail in that coffin as far as this World Cup is concerned for Sanju Samson. But he can count himself unlucky because the, the form has been there, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. And even in this year's IPL, he had a strike rate of 1%. Uh, one- In the 140s, early 150s, I think. In the middle overs, I was just looking at his numbers. Middle overs, he has a strike rate of 151, 152 in the last uh, two seasons. So, you know, just so brilliant. And um, yeah, unlucky for him. Happy for Dinesh Karthik. Yesterday, he put out a tweet saying dreams to come true. Uh, He and Rohit Sharma are the only two players who played in 2007 and are now in the squad 15 years later. So, yeah, happy for Dinesh Kartik. Uh, just hoping that Samson, hopefully in the next T20 World Cup at least, you know, is a starter and he gets a chance then. He's still 27, so not, like, he still has time ahead of him, hoping.
0: He does, yeah, but he's kind of reaching those peak years now, mm. isn't he? So now would be the time to get him in, if if ever, but you're right, there there is plenty of time. The only concern with somebody like a Samson has been and, and maybe not this year but in previous years is that you know say take the IPL for example he'll come out like a steam train just score a 100 or get get some you know decent half centuries and you know striking really well in the 150s and then fizzle out towards the end of the season so there, there hasn't been that consistency from Sanju Sampson in a competition like the IPL that has been one criticism but obviously in the last 12 months he seems to have turned his form round taking on the captaincy of course of his franchise has helped and and you know that extra responsibility seems to have added something to his game when he's out there in the middle as well he knows there's a, a huge price on his wicket and he's he's not just going to throw things away like he has done in the past because it's not as if he's been batting badly when he's fizzled out towards the end of the season he'll hit a couple of boundaries in his innings and look the class player that we all know that he is and then just play Mm. one of those horrible shots and get himself out. Kind of like Roy Sharma early on in his international career really was like as well, just so frustrating where he'd get those starts and then just throw it away with a stupid shot, which wasn't necessary. And um, that's been the Sanjay Sampson way of recent times. So let's hope he can continue that consistency and force his way back into the international setup at some point. He's not going to be there down under in Australia. In very different conditions, of course, not a lot of the uh, players who star in the IPL and and players we've talked about as potentials have that much experience playing in Australia in white ball cricket. The guys that are in the squad do. The likes of Rohit and and Kale and Virat and, you know, Risha Bunt's been down there, of course, uh, as well. Maybe... Slight concerns about, you know, Surika view you, you feel, could bat on yeah. any surface anywhere in the world. is just the way he's playing. Deepak Huda, Dinesh Karthik's obviously been everywhere in the world. Uh, but Deepak Huda and, and the short ball, Hardik Pandya, and the short ball and, and those quick bouncy pitches, do you think that could be perhaps an issue in that middle order?
1: Yeah, and also, you know, um, it's just that India have... Uh a proper top six. Like, who is number seven? Who bats at number seven? So, Buddha um, and Hardik Pandya, they have their struggles. And if they are really struggling, who they, who will India turn to then? Um, the top, there will be Dinesh Karthik, I think. But then after that, with Jadeja not there also... You know, the balance is totally thrown off the table. Will Akshar Patel bat at number 7? But then he's not really the number 7 kind of a batter. So, uh, like the top 6 batting is still fixed. Hardik Pandya will be there despite all his struggles. Uh, but then, you know, it's just the number 7 who comes in at number seven and will India, does India have the option to go in with six bo- uh, six bowling options? And if they do, like, what will the 11 be like? I think that's the more, uh, the squad was kind of expected. But what the 11 will be now is the main dilemma because with Jadeja not there um, in conditions that don't have spin. I don't think Akshar Patel will be the number one spinner. So probably it'll be Chehel. Uh, but then, you know, the batting will be till number six. So, you know, I think that's the main tricky thing for India now, going ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess it's got to be the batters who, who get the runs, right? You don't yeah. be relying on those lower order batters uh, in that kind of situation when you haven't quite got that depth. And uh, that will be the key. It's, it's good to see some of them hitting form in the Asia Cup ahead of, the world cup as well virat kohli in particular yeah. of course sky continuing his fabulous form kale rahul is is a concern though isn't he he had like one wouldn't even say great innings or good innings it would be a uh, decent innings where what was it 28 of 20 yeah. or something um that was it really that was mm-hmm. the second pakistan game wasn't it in yeah. the asia cup uh, which india went on to lose Looked okay, but just didn't look the player, other than that, really.
1: Yeah, the thing with KL Rahul is, you know, uh, over the last two, three years, his IPL performances, his average was in the 50s, strike rate was 120 odd. Uh, Yet, you know, he could make, he made the India 11 because his strike rate in T20Is was higher. It was in the 140s. So, you know, uh, he still made the India 11, but now, We've seen how he's going... In, uh, we saw how he went in the Asia Cup and... You know, the question remains... Will that IPL firm come into the India uh, setup also? Like, you don't want him to bat the way he does in the IPL. Uh, probably, it's kind of... You know, he's been doing that in the IPL for so many years now. And that approach could seep into the Indian setup also, which... Uh, we saw is happening in the asia cup and that's uh, like that's one major issue he has to work on
0: i would really love i you know i don't like love any players being dropped but i would love yeah. to see virat at the top of the order i know everyone's <laughs> going to say oh you're jumping on the bandwagon but i have talked about this before in 2016 when he was in his prime form in mm-hmm. t20 cricket Uh, scored those 400s in the IPL season, of course, for RCB. He was opening the innings. That's where he needs to be, particularly now at this stage of his career where you know he's still got the power game once he gets in and he can clear the ropes and stuff, but likes to get himself set, play proper cricket shots early on, get him up there, get him in, in the power play, and not when an early wicket falls, but when there's no wickets on the board, get him out there, let him play his proper shots, find the gaps, and have Rohit at the other end, uh, doing what he does and you know taking the attack to the bowlers in the way that he has always done, but particularly more recently as well. He's, he's sort of upped it a couple of gears in T20 cricket and you know goes out there with that real intent as well. So that takes the pressure of somebody like Kohli early on. And then you can bring in Sky in his preferred position of number three, where he's batted for so long for the Mumbai Indians with so much success in the IPL, and then that gives you more flexibility down the order. You could even play KL down the order if you needed to. I personally wouldn't do that, and he's a good reserve opener to have if, if something happens to one of the other batters and you need to shuffle things around. But it just gives you so much more flexibility. Yeah. When you've got that top three set and you've got somebody like KL who's not in great form eating up deliveries at the start of the innings, it's just not it's, it's not good for the morale of the side. It's not good for the intensity. It's not good for this new brand of cricket, which India have promised that they're going to play mm-hmm. and have threatened to play on occasions. Did it against England earlier this year. Didn't quite always do it in the Asia Cup, but that's the way they want to play. And they can't play that way when they've got Kale Rahul at the top of the order. So I'd love to see Virat up there. There's the school of thought that Pant, if he's going to play... He has to play as an opener as well, but I don't think they're going to do that. Oh. I think that's too radical for this Indian setup. So mm. if that's not going to happen, Kohli has to bat at number one or two, and I, I yeah. think that's that's the best way. That's India's best chance of putting big runs on the board and, and winning that World Cup.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, Kohli. Uh... Off late, he has his struggles against spin. So you know, if he comes in after the powerplay overs, if KL Rahul and um has eaten even a de- uh, eaten some deliveries with not a lot of runs on the board, so then he will come in in the middle over Kohli will come in in the middle overs when uh the spinners are possibly bowling, and then you know he's going to struggle to not only uh get under skin, But also, you know, to rotate the strike rate and the pressure will ultimately then increase on India. So, uh, he still is decent against pace. So, you know, yeah, just get him out against the paces early on. Give him the first uh, two, three overs to get his eye in. And then he can go and by the time the spinners come in, he will be a little more, you know, relaxed and... uh, Which is what happened even uh, against uh, Afghanistan when he scored the 100. He opened the innings and uh, so when Mujib and Rashid Khan came in, he had his eye in and he was, you know, just taking the singles. And then he went for his shot against the spinners also. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad move. But then KL Rahul again, vice captain. I really, realistically don't see that happening. We can have our wishes, but yeah, he is going to open... And that's how it'll be.
0: Yeah, you'd you'd think so, but yeah. you never know. You never know. I mean, look, I, I will say one final thing about Kohli getting that hundred. We've we've talked about that, and it was brilliant, and we all loved it. And he's back, and seventy ones on the board, seventy twos probably incoming at some point soon. May, maybe not the T Twenty World Cup. Look, we, we weren't expecting him to get his seventy first mm-hmm. in a T <laughs> Twenty match, but he did, and and you know, hopefully, he just goes and finds that form which uh, has deserted him for the last couple of years. Um, but all these fans of of different countries saying, oh, well, he did it two matches too late or whatever. I mean, he's, you know, Mahmoud Rizwan might be the top run scorer in the Asia Cup, but <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm, come yeah. on. You know, if you score a runner ball, that's not going to win you any matches. And, and rightly so, he was getting criticised for the way he played in the final, um, just scoring a marginally over a runner ball and just eating up those deliveries in in that kind of uh, run chase when you're chasing 170 odd it's you can't do that so Mm -hmm. Kohli was the best batter in the Asia Cup by far and was doing it in other games as well who I mean who scores international T20 hundreds back to back It, it just doesn't happen so to score one is rare to score a couple is is really good and you know but it's not going to happen in the same tournament so the fact he was getting those half centuries playing his role really well hitting the ball nicely he was in form for the whole asia cup and this is the same afghanistan side by the way okay yes they were out of the competition by that point and so were india as well it has to be added so you know lack of motivation for both sides really you could say but this is the same Afghanistan side that 24 hours ago, before that hundred, nearly beat Pakistan in a very low run chase as well, and bowled brilliantly, and they bowled pretty similarly actually against Kohli and against India, but you know slightly different conditions, different stadium of course, different pitch, but it was they just came against you know one of the greatest of all time, and and that was that. So, um, you know, stick that in your pipe and, and smoke it, everyone who's giving him stick. Uh, he's he's the GOAT and we uh, will continue to churn out runs for India. Just before we we move on to the bowling, uh, just a reminder, 99.94, a lot more than just this podcast. Uh, we've got Sri Lanka, we've got West Indies, we've got England, we've got South Africa all on the 99.94 network. Go and check them out as well. Uh, we've got Red Inca uh, with Jared Kimball. We've also got Double Century as well, looking at the history of the game. You can find all of this on the 99.94 app or on YouTube or via your usual podcast provider. So lots of content uh, worth checking out on our network. But we will continue talking about India, the T20 World Cup squad. So we've talked about the batting. We think they're going to go with the tried and tested method at the top of the order in particular. Uh, No, uh, sorry, no, Jadeja, of course. Uh, So that all-rounders slot, Obviously, Hardik Bandia will play, but then who's going to come in? Is it going to be an Ashwin? Is it going to be an Akshar Patel? It's Australia. Ashwin's got the the variations and the subtlety and all that kind of stuff. Does it depend on the opposition? There's the obsession about Ashwin to left-handers. Does that come into it? Are we going to see a lot of switching between the two? Because Yuzi Chahel, you would assume, would play all the matches as your number one spinner. Is it a case then of just checking out who you're playing against, how many left-handers, right-handers are in the side? And based on that, you pick either Akshra Patel or or Ravi Ashwin.
1: Yeah, I think that's why Ashwin even uh, edged ahead of Bishnoy uh, to make the squad. Uh, Both of them, you know... um, on the ball the same way. So probably uh, Australia have favoured wrist spinners in the past, but because of variety, uh, they went ahead with Ashwin, I would say. And also because, you know, he brings in that batting angle, can bat, we've seen it in the IPL. So I think that's the reason he went ahead. uh, They went ahead with um, Ashwin and not Bishnoi, And yeah, I think it's going to be a, a... toss-up between, you know, what the opposition is like, how many left-handers there. I think that's why Ashwin even came in against Sri Lanka in the Asia Cup because there were three left-handers in the middle order. So, um, Vishnu, even though he had that great game against Pakistan, he didn't play and Ashwin came in for the very next match. Uh, So, I think that's how, yeah, it's going to be a horses for courses kind of a policy and, um, yeah, I don't think they'll play the same 11 throughout the tournament. It's Uh, A few picks will be based on what the opposition is like.
0: Yeah, you'd you'd think so, particularly with the spinners as well. I I think they'd prefer to play Ashwin if they could. Just the way they approach these big tournaments is... There's a bit of fear, isn't there? Let's face it, there is a bit of fear. They're they're not comfortable with going in with the... Maybe not untested, but they, they want as much experience in the side as possible, which sometimes is a great thing. Other times, you know, in T20 cricket in particular, you, you need to be bold sometimes and just take those risks and think outside the box. And, you know, the the fact they haven't done it in the build-up to this World Cup just suggests that they'll try and pick Ashwin if they can, but if there's a real lack of left-handers in the opposition side, then they'll probably go with Akshay Patel for the odd match as well. From the fast bowling point of view, it's, it's great to see. I mean, it looks so much better on paper, doesn't it, as yeah. well? Just looking at it, Jasprit Bumrah, I mean, just, just his name, forget Harshal Patel, but just the fact that Bumrah is back, what he offers you with the extra pace, just the, the skill, the guile, the fact he can take wickets in the power play, he can bowl in the middle, he can bowl at the death. He's just the, he's the best bowler, in the fast bowler in the world, isn't he, at the moment, in terms of all-round capability, all formats. he's just He's just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and India really did miss him in the Asia Cup. They would still get the early wickets, but in the death, like Bhoovey, one of the most experienced uh, pacers in the side, went for plenty of runs while bowling in the death. It was only Arshdeep Singh who who just made his debut a few, uh, I think, against England. He made his debut, so uh, yeah. It was only him who was... um, you know, taking on the responsibility, so to say. So, just yeah, just name of Bumrah already makes the team so much more stronger. Oh, uh, and it'll be interesting. Yeah, it
0: means Bouvy doesn't have to bowl at the death. Yeah, if Bouvy plays, of course. I think now, that's he's going to be another to debate. Play. Isn't
1: it? Uh, do you think? Well, what do you think the bowling? I think probably they'll go in with three seamers or, and one spinner.
0: Three specialist seamers, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, three not, specialist not seamers along
1: with Hardik. So who do you think is going to play? Uh, my picks are Arshteep because of the left-handed angle and because of his death bowling skills. Uh, bhuvi because, you know, he can still, he still is very decent up front and Bumrah, obviously. So do you get in Harshal or what is your...
0: I think they go with bhuvi maybe they might switch it up for the odd match and and bring in Hoshul Patel. Just maybe against slightly weaker opposition, depending on what happens in the tournament and and how things go, just to get him some game time out there as Mm. well. Because you you never know for the latter stages, they might need him if there's any injuries or anything like that. Bumrah and Bhuvi will probably open the bowling and, and so they should. Bumrah always and Bhuvi with the extra swing and seam that he gets early on. And I think those Australian pitches will suit him because... He's not got the express pace, but he bowls good lengths and and you know just that short of a length can be quite awkward on those bouncy pitches in Australia, especially with the movement as well. I think almost he's in a way saved himself ahead of this World Cup. He would have got picked in the squad, but yeah. in terms of being a guaranteed starter, just the way he bowled in that final game against Afghanistan in the Asia Cup, and to take five for four OK, it's end of the tournament, it's a dead rubber game, but just the way he bowled, he just found that extra bit of zip which we've always associated with him, and he's been capable of this throughout his whole career, of just ripping teams apart early on with the ball swinging and seeming like it was, and that was Bouvier at his best, and, and if he can bowl anywhere near that kind of line and length and get that that kind of movement in Australia, he will be uh, more than just a handful and Harshal uh, is, is a very good backup as well. And you're right, Arshtip, brilliant death bowler, brilliant first change as well, um, coming in just after the power play, you'd feel. If things don't go well in the power play, though, then then who are you turning to? Because Arshtip on those pitches, not got the best pace, mm-hmm. ball won't be new, new, and it's only going to swing for two or three overs max. So he comes in, the ball's not swinging, it's early, power play still on i don't think that's a good option so so who do they then turn to is it going to be hardik bandia because he can go for a few as well or do they go with spin early on It's it's, it obviously depends on the match on the pitch and and all that kind of stuff but there is that little bit of extra lack of pace isn't there there's bumra hardik can crank it up as well but then you're, you're struggling for that extra pace and in australia maybe you need that
1: yeah that's uh We spoke about this a few episodes ago. Do you think they missed a trick by not, you know, uh, backing Umran Malik for a few more games? Like, Avesh Khan played over 15 T20Is, didn't really do that well. You know, to play 15 T20Is, be in the Asia Cup squad. Do you think Umran Malik, with that extra pace, uh, you know, should have been given a longer rope? He just played three T20Is versus uh, Ireland and... He went for plenty. He had an economy of 12, 12 12.5. But we have seen like on his day in the IPL, he's just unplayable. So do you think...
0: 100%. 100% I would have had him in there for for longer. I would have picked him in the Asia Cup. I would have paid Dale Steyn a million (laughs) pounds or dollars or whatever he wants because he was his mentor at SRH. And you saw that when... Dale Steyn got a hold of him towards the middle of that IPL and mentored him one-to-one and really told him what to do. You could see he hit his straps and he was taking those wickets regularly, he wasn't going for as many runs, and Stain was the happiest man in the world every time mm-hmm. the camera planned to him in the dugout as well. You could tell they've got a really good working relationship. Obviously, Stain, one of the best to ever do it with high pace and skill, and you know, 400-odd test wickets at 21 or 22, whatever it is, outstanding. You don't get many better people in the world
1: Ew.
0: to tell a fast bowler what to do and, and to mentor them from such an early age. They should have paid Dale Steyn to come as a consultant, just work with Umran Malik if you if you don't want to work with the rest of the guys. They've got their other bowling coach and, and all the rest of the coaching staff. Just get him in with Umran Malik for the Asia Cup for the World Cup and just give him everything in that yeah. build up as well just just play him in all the warm up games because yeah you if you've got that devastating pace and you can be accurate with your pace the batters hate that yeah. they absolutely hate that they fear it they're pissing in their pants at the other end you know to to use a, <laughs> you know a, a, I, you know, I could have chosen better words, but that's literally yeah. what they're they are they're doing. They're, they're scared. Yeah. You know, Nobody wants to face somebody bowling at 95 miles an hour, and that is what he does. This is Australia we're talking about as well. So even if he bowls 90 miles an hour and gets his length right, mm. he's going to hit some people. He's going to get people diving out of the way, jumping out of the way. They, they, they might get the odd edge for four or six or whatever. There might be a little bit of that going on as well. But if if he can hit his lines and his lengths, which the only way he's gonna do that is by playing more. So they you know that that they missed a trick by just not having him involved after Ireland.
1: And you spoke um, of, it's a
0: shame. It's a shame yeah. because he would have been devastating, mm. I feel
1: and you spoke of, you know, being bold and taking those uh like uh picking players uh just you know just based on how uh, lethal they can be and not just based on experience. And Umran Malik could have been that, you know, just that X factor. And yeah, he's not uh, had a lot of experience. He's not played a lot. He has been expensive. But you know, yeah, just be bold. And sometimes that's what gets you over the line in world events. And probably it is this, uh, you know, this cautiousness and being extra careful in world events, which has maybe held India back in the last few events. They've done so well in the league stages to reach the finals, semifinals I mean, finals consistently. But just this lack of X-factor or, or, you know, taking uh, that extra punt or just um, being bold uh, has probably uh, let them down. And yeah, the, the new era, they say, the new approach but probably it's the same squad you see at the 2021 world cup squad and this squad seven, uh, so nine or ten players are the same so you know where is that risk like what, what yeah. what's different yeah there's huda there but and you,
0: yeah, yeah you look at you look at pakistan right we talk about high pace bowling and you know, when they brought in Shoaib Bakhtar into the side, yeah, the game was different. It was There was no T20s. It was all the ODIs and the way ODIs were played were different. It was 1999 and, you know, they, they weren't smashing it from the off. But they took a risk on this raw guy who could just bowl quick. And at times he was expensive. Mm. But, you know, look at how that turned out. And even now with Pakistan, they had the injury to Shaheen. So what do they do? They think... All right, screw it. We'll just go all out pace. And they they went a bit extreme. They picked three bowlers yeah. who bowled at very high pace. And you can't have three of those in a side because they're all fairly raw at international level. Okay, Harris Ralph's got more experience than the other two and has played a lot of franchise cricket and is a great death bowler. And he's got the skill of the slower balls and all that. But then you've got Nassim Shah and Mohamed Hassanein who, you know, fairly untested. Nassim was completely untested at this level. Hasnain fairly untested at this level as well. And they can either be hot or cold. There's no in between. They, They can either be on it like Nassim was in that first spell against India in that first game, you know, taking the early wickets and difficult to score off, just getting in his groove. Or he can be really expensive as well. And the ball's flying everywhere to the boundary. Same with Hasnain as well. They went a bit extreme. So, you know, India could do that. It's not as if India don't have the paces. They could go with Umran Malik, Navdeep Saini. They could bring in Umesh Yadav. Then you've got Jasprit Bumrah who bowls 90 mile an hour as well. So they could do that similar sort of approach. You can see why they haven't gone completely down that route. But although Bumrah's quick, he's more than just a quick Mm -hmm. bowler. He's the most skillful bowler in the world at the moment, in my opinion anyway, and in the opinions of, of many and Shaheen's probably quite close when he's in his groove as well as a fast bowler, but you've got that one place where you, you can afford to have that extra yeah. guy who just goes in there, tries to rattle a few cages, occasionally might be expensive, but if you can get him the right kind of mentor, the right kind of you know build-up to a tournament like this, just playing more matches, getting one-to-one coaching, getting all that mentorship from somebody like Dale Stain or or somebody similar who's been there and done it, Missing a massive, massive, massive trick. When have India ever had somebody who can bowl? Yeah. Forget ninety-five miles an hour. He was. What was his quickest delivery in the I IPL in terms of miles an hour? It was like ninety-eight miles yeah. an hour or something. That is extreme pace. I mean, very few in the history of the game have ever bowled that quick. <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable that you you're just sitting this guy uh, back in India and and telling him, yeah, you know, we might look at you next time, but. You're not even on the reserves list. I mean, whoa. exactly
1: baffles yeah. me. Yeah, baffles exactly. Me. You know, the point of going back to Shami just makes no sense to me. A few months ago, it was like the selectors have told him that his T20i, um, like, you know, he's no longer in the T20i plans. And then to go back to Shami, pick him for the Australia-South Africa series, is just going back. And we know that Shami... Um, He's he's not the death bowler that you want him to be. He is the power play. Uh, like, you think he picks wickets in the power play. But this IPL, you know, he had a strike rate of 22 So, uh, in the power play. So, he went a lot of matches without picking a wicket in the power play also. So, you know, it's just going back and it makes no sense. At least if you don't have Umran in your uh, 15, at least you have him in the standby list. You could have given him a few games. Have him there and just, you know, so that he bowls in Australia. He'll be with the team. He'll learn a lot more. And then going forward, you can get him in your side. Because going back to Shami in T20s, just, I don't know. Uh, the selectors... You he's know, not a T20 bowler. Yeah, he's he's yeah, just it's yeah, it's just strange. It's like uh Asia Cup uh, in the Asia Cup, the bowling was kind of you know um like I'm forgetting that word. Like came apart, sort of yeah. yeah. So to yeah, say, it was, yeah. It was,
0: it was the the wheels came off, and yeah, that's yeah. why everyone you know the Twitter world yeah. and the social media world. Oh, Mohammed Shami, we yeah, need you. Yeah. Well, if it was a Test match, yeah. If it was an ODI, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that he's he's not the answer because yeah. he he can get smashed apart at the yeah. end of the innings as well. The people were complaining about Bouvy going for fourteen mm-hmm. off and over nineteen off and over, and this is in the nineteenth over of those two games. Shami has got the capability mm-hmm. of the same as well. He's not a good death bowler at all; and yeah. never has been.
1: And then instead of you know uh, rectifying it, then you're uh, again going to someone experienced just for you know to gave a sense of security in the team that we have experienced. Um, which, yeah, again, like we said, you know, the lack of taking a risk sometimes has um, affected them in world events. And I just hope that, yeah, Shami is not in the squad, but, you know, just overall, going back to the, him should just shows the mindset which the selectors and even the manage, uh, coach, captain have. So, yeah, it's bizarre and...
0: It's like when um, Jofra Archer first qualified to play for England, right? He was taking... The, the difference with Archer is that he was playing franchise cricket around the world and, and doing well and taking wickets and, you know, he looked dangerous and, and he got into his groove. But franchise cricket is T20 cricket, right? Yeah. And they wanted to pick him ahead of the 50 over World Cup in 2019. Mm. Never played for England, didn't qualify Until about a month, month and a half before the tournament, and they had that one warm-up series against Pakistan. They had a really difficult decision in. England had been building this side from 2015. They'd gone to number one in the world after being the worst white ball team in history. Probably they were they were rubbish. You know, out of the top sides, Mm -hmm. they were absolutely rubbish for years and years and years. England. Did very little in white ball cricket. They had the odd good game, good tournament, whatever, but never won anything. Just didn't have a clue about anything, really. Owen Morgan comes in as captain, sets up this whole new plan of, of how we're going to play cricket, gets the right personnel in. And David Willey, who was a massive part of that success in getting England to number one in the world, is all of a sudden dropped in place of Joffre Archer. That's a risk as it is as well, team morale and all that. But then you've got this guy, Archer, who bowls quick, who, you know, can go for runs as well because the quicker you are, you know, edges fly and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, has, has had some success in domestic franchise competitions, it's got to be said. He's never played international cricket. He's done it in county cricket. County cricket, the standard's rubbish anyway, as we all know, especially these days. So never tested at that level. But they backed him. They gave him the whole Pakistan series in the build-up to that World Cup. And they just back their guy and he ends up winning them the World Cup with that super over yeah. at the end as well. So, you know, I'm not saying Umran Malik is in the same class as Jofra Archer or anything like that, but very similar kind of cricketers coming onto the scene, raw, lots of pace, potential to take a lots of wicket, has had IPL success. As it seems like he's got a really good attitude as well to wanting to, to get better, to learn all the time as well. And you could see that with the relationship with Stain. Just give him some backing, get him to play some games, you know. Like you say, if he's not in this squad, put him in the reserves, play some practice games, you know, build that experience then ahead of the next World Cup or or wherever it might be. But they haven't given him Mm. any kind of run up into this uh, Asia Cup or the World Cup. It just baffles me, to Mm. be honest. And I don't know how much of that is to do with Roy Sharma or Raul Dravid. Or it's just the the selection committee, or if they've seen something they don't like his attitude. But he's a young man; these things can be worked on. Just you've got all that talent and that raw pace. Use it. Yeah. Just use it.
1: This is controversial, probably, but I think if Kohli was there, he would have had Umran Malik uh, in the squad. Uh, you, his eyes literally just, you know, used to uh, go like. Uh, become bigger every time Umran Malik was playing. I remember there's this match against RCB and uh, SRH and Umran Malik was kept on bowling fast and Virat Kohli, like they kept zooming into Virat Kohli and his eyes were literally like, you know, wow. And I think that if Kohli was still the captain, Umran Malik would not in the squad maybe, but he know he would have been around the Indian setup. Because he loves fast bowlers, the fast bowling revolution in Indian cricket, Test cricket is all down to Kohli. And um, I think um, Malik would have had a longer, um, a scope of being in the side if Kohli was there. I can be wrong, but that that's how. No, I think like, you've yeah. I think
0: you've got a fair point there because he was more of a risk taker with some of the selections hmm. that he made as well and uh, you know we saw Rishabh Bunt coming into the side under his leadership and, and all that kind of stuff as well which was seen as a as a risk at the time they could have gone with you know any one of uh, you know several safe options yeah. uh, as a keeper who could just bat normally but he wanted to think outside the box and go with somebody like a Rishabh in test cricket as well which was you know massive at the time in 2018
1: yeah, he loved Prasad Krishna after the IPL. I think a few seasons ago, he said, "I love Prasad Krishna. He should be in the team." And you know, then he got him, and he's he he got a, a extended run, and he's still in the ODI setup at least. So you know, uh, he loved those fast bowlers, and you know.
0: Yeah, but it uh, it won't be. And uh, we won't see yeah. Umran Malik, and Malik. Unless, I don't know what happens if like two bowlers get injured. Are you allowed to draft somebody I else?
1: In. I hope not. I hope not. But anyway, we don't want <laughs> yeah. any injuries.
0: So we want everyone fit and firing. And uh, hopefully, India will return with the cup. It's, it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's pre IPL that they won the T20 World Cup. Uh, or it wasn't any even cup. The so the T20 to say. World Cup.
1: Any World Cup, so to say. Men's, women's. Any, uh, yeah, twenty eleven tw- well, yeah, for the
0: men's World Cup. Then twenty thirteen. Cha- did Champions Trophy count?
1: Mm, World Cups, I think so. Twenty eleven, been eleven let's, years. Let's count the
0: Champions Trophy. Let's let's give us. A, it's an ICC event, isn't it? it yeah. was It was you know beat England in England. It was a, it that was actually a T twenty match if you remember mm. the final when yeah. it rained all day in Birmingham and they yeah. had a twenty over a side game in in that ODI so that's the last time they they won on the big stage really and uh, it was under Dhoni early you know wasn't meant to be for him can rohit add uh, another t20 winners medal to his cabinet along with dinesh Kartik as well we'll wait and see we'll, we'll obviously preview a lot more nearer the time uh, as well ahead of that one and um yeah we'll we'll see how the the squad and and the players shape up in the build up uh, to those games as well uh, south africa coming to india very soon i think they've they've got a few days at home um flying home today i believe from england uh, the test squad do quite a few are involved in the white ball stuff as well so they'll be uh, heading to india in in a few days and uh, we'll see how all that goes as well we'll be here of course several times a week on the 99.94 network do download the app find us on youtube and via your usual podcast provider we'll be back very soon uh, but for now Thanks for joining us and goodbye. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually. And you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sarah is at Swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. And you can also follow our network at 99.94 DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of Cricket Audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see...